You're listening to the Current Plays Podcast, episode 25, Warhammer 40k. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jordan and Thomas. And welcome back, enchanting listeners. This week on the Current Plays Podcast... In the grim darkness of the 41st millennia, there is only war. Fantastic. Goosebumps. <laughs> We're talking games, workshops, game Warhammer 40k. We'll probably also talk other things Warhammer, but um, yeah, it's it's an exciting time. The 10th is released tomorrow officially. Is that right? Uh that's soonish. A, anyway, soonish. Twenty fourth. So we still got we still got a a, a bit to go. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. A few weeks to go. But pre orders just happened on you know well you know depending when this is le- uh, released, which will be Sunday, uh, would have been uh, the past last last Saturday, uh, not the one that just passed before this one's released, but last. Anyways, it's recently. Uh, th- there's the good. <laughs> There's a good word. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-order, pre-orders went up. Uh, I got uh, on the list at J and J's, of course. Uh, so uh, you're doing it. Well, you know, yeah, I didn't quite get permission yet from my wife. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I figure I'll figure that out as we get closer to uh, release date. Right? There you go. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. A half a box, anyways. Uh, I've got. I've. Um, yeah, you decided not to keep the Tyranids. I did. I, you know what? It it was the it was the the total price of the box. To be honest, so it was. Uh, I was really kind of hoping to see the box come out around the two hundred dollar area. I know it was wishful thinking, and we knew it wasn't going to be there. And I was hoping if it could come out for two hundred after tax taxes, I could get it before you know below two fifty. Um, it was about 240. 240 is where J and J's had it, which is a great price. Like J and J always has, um, they always have a, a decent discount on Games Workshop stuff, which right. is nice. Uh, but yeah, 240 after tax, you know, 271, 272 kind of area. I think it's 271, 18 or something like that. Uh, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't justify it. That's a, that's a lot of, lot of dough. But, you know, if I uh, split it with our uh, buddy uh, Brandon there, uh, who's probably listening and going, yeah, 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 we're doing that. Uh, you know, if, if I split it, it's much easier if we, uh, you know, go with half seeds on the box and, and you know, go that way. Because uh, Tyranids is one of his armies. Uh, now, he did mention when I talked to him uh, that he was... At first, he was like, you know, I was uh, thinking about painting up some space marines, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> there it goes. He's like, oh no, 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 like I'll get my own box, but then I'll split your, I'll take your tyrannids as well because you can never have enough nids. And I was like, oh, that's pretty amazing, right? <laughs> well, I was saying um, they're uh, dinks. Yeah. yeah, I had to look up this term. I was like, what does this mean? And I was like, oh, that's really that's a really clever, clever uh, acronym. For sure. Yeah. 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 Dual income, no kids. Yeah. So they, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Buying buying a box and a half of Warhammer isn't uh, nearly so painful for them, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But, you, you know, uh, Brandon, he does he does beautiful stuff uh, with his painting as well. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so and that's you know, he was he was showing me some stuff. He, he ended up getting like um, I think it was a, one of the uh, 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 tanks from Jane Jay's as well. But it was there was two left side panels of the tank. So no right side panel. So he got the model for like 20 bucks because you can't, you can't build, but he was like, Oh, I'm just going to make like scenery with it. And I was like, wow, that's a really neat idea. And you know, it's going to turn out well because yeah, yeah. The stuff that he's done and he shared pictures with us, that's always, you know, top notch stuff. Right. So I'm excited yeah. to see what he does. When we played at the store, like, you know, I was pretty proud of my paint job for the, well, at least for the models I've painted. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we and went to the be. store and everyone's just like routing around him because his, his paint jobs are just <laughs> like way better. Like, and I don't, I don't mean that to like put myself down or anything. I mean that to oh, no, prop yeah. him up. Like his paint jobs are amazing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 And And it's funny because he never played Warhammer. He just painted it, right? Yeah, so he was yeah. purely hobby. I, I'm I, I'm so excited. Uh, now, I don't know if he was able to pre-order one of the boxes. That's the thing. Because uh, I think he was looking at doing it right off of the GW site. Uh, and I mean, this time around, I think they did a good job as far as um, uh, pre-orders go. Because some of the latest re um, releases were picked up by scalpers and it was a big problem. So they uh -huh. had this like uh, key system. Uh, that's how you say that way. Q anyways, uh, they had a, a lineup system. There you go. That's a, that's a easier word uh, where you log into the site or join the site. And then you, you had to wait before you could actually like get into the, the shopping cart area to purchase something right to put a and then you had so much time to do it and i think most people ended up getting a copy of the of the game uh and and it was around for a few hours afterwards uh at least three three or so hours but yeah so i'm not sure if he got on that but at some point they did run out of stock right. so now it's strictly you know your uh potentially your gw stores or uh or kind of those third party uh stores basically right which is great because uh i there's, there's a trade-off right you can go through the gw store and likely get it quite quickly uh that's not always the case uh as no, soon as it's not always the case not always the case right <laughs> or you can try and go to you know a, 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 a another shop like a game shop like j and jizz and you'll get a decent discount uh, but they might not be guaranteed stock from GW right now this time around. I don't know. It'll be, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's pros and cons both ways. Yeah. I think they prioritize the, the, the Warhammer stores. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. which makes sense. Yeah. But that being said, like, so when I, well, a, a while ago, right. Um, mm -hmm when we were kind of new at this 
I I got I got some stuff at J and J's, but I did try to buy stuff from the local Warhammer store just because I wanted to support the store and keep it around. And I'd fully planned on playing there, which is the big reason, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, the J and J's pricing just makes it so hard. Like, yeah, it, it, it's it's so much better to buy it there, but. Um, <laughs> We're just talking like a 20% discount, right? So, yeah. and when you're talking hundreds of dollars, it adds up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially after a few models or a few boxes. Yeah. That's yeah. a big, you know, so, saving over, over the, yeah. I, I tried to, I tried to buy at the store as much as I could. Um, I remember, I don't remember what it was, like maybe a codex or something, um, but I pre-ordered Actually, I think it was a bunch of sister stuff that was like brand new. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe the new codex, like, you know, anyway. Uh my order, like like I pre-ordered this and expected, you know, to to get it r- like right away. Yeah. Release day. And, right. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, it was weeks. Mm-hmm. Weeks. And like I could have gone like I could have walked over to J and J's and and bought everything right <laughs> for yeah. for at least like two or three weeks, uh, while I'm sitting there waiting for for the for my order to arrive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, you know what happened was I came in and I'm like, Mike, is my order in yet? And he's like, Man, he goes, I'm sorry, it's still not in. But he had everything stocked on his shelves. Oh no! So yeah. He just took out of his stock, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. basically fulfilled my order himself, <laughs> and then handed it to me. And he's like, "Don't worry about it. You know, your your order will come in eventually, and then I'll just you know put it back out." Sure. And, yeah. And that's what he did. And apparently, it was another couple of weeks after that. Like, yeah, that's wild. That's so wild. And, and and that's the thing, you know, like some of these um, these shops, they have good people running them. Right. So like he didn't have to do that. But like, right. yeah, it was a, it was a, you know, garbage situation for you. And, you know, that's a, it's good of him to do that. Plus, you know, it, it it ensures that, OK, maybe sometimes you go back and you purchase a few things. Right. But you 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 hit the nail on the head there with one of the things you said where you had planned on playing there. And I think that's where it really comes into play right like if you're going to uh warhammer store to uh you know paint using their paints or or playing at their tables with their terrain and that kind of stuff or you know using that space i feel like that's um it's a good reason to also support the store because you're basically renting out play space that you maybe typically wouldn't be able to to do at home maybe or you wouldn't be able to get people over to play. Right. So you're, yeah, yeah, you're going to pay a bit of the extra money, that extra 20% or 15% depending on where, where your local stores are. Right. Um, But you're getting something for that. Right. You can't go to J and J's and play uh, Warhammer 40 K on a, on a table there. They just don't have the space for it. Right. I'm sure they'd love to do that. And, and uh, they talk about some of the gaming spaces in the kind of Kitcher or Waterloo uh, region, but they're a they're a shop, right? You go there, you pick up stuff. Whereas the the Warhammer stores, the Games Workshop stores, 
they're there to kind of promote uh, Warhammer and and Age of Sigmar and all the Warhammer IP stuff uh, and get you trying it out, learning how to play the game, all that kind of stuff. Because that's the other thing. You can go into the shop and be like, teach me how to play this game. Yeah, yeah, of course. No problem. Let's go. They'll set you up with little armies and you can duke it out kind of thing and figure out before you actually get into the hobby if you if you like it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and advice with painting and stuff. And they always like have like beautiful models on on display and whatnot. And I remember going in specifically with Mike and looking at some of the um uh Skaven models, and I was like, oh man, those look so nice. Uh, and he's and he was like, oh, yeah, super easy to paint. Actually, I use contrast paints for all that. And I was like, you don't say <laughs> I like contrast. But, right. So, you know, it's just yeah, it's a different experience for sure. And and, and I think if you're going to play in the stores, you, you might you don't have to purchase everything, but it's good to support the store, too. Right. You got to yeah. get back to that, you know, community kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was the same uh, playing, you know, Friday night magic at the, at the local shop and you yeah, know, you, you yeah. want to yeah, okay. You're, you're, you're paying in to play uh magic there, but there's a reason for that too. Right. So the stores get all this, uh, they give it all these prize support. Yeah. And yeah. they have to like buy these promo packages from the companies so when you go and you pay whatever it is to play Friday Night Magic or or whatever, like basically you're you're paying a portion of the prize support, and mm-hmm. likely the store is still losing on that. So yeah, like you you buy your boxes there, you buy your cards there. You like Mo used to like sell like chips and pop and stuff, and and I would go like like buy that once in a while right because sure yeah just just support them right keep them going but um yeah, yeah. but you know it's also the uh <laughs> it's nice when uh the economy is 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 chugging along and and your do- dollar goes farther right <laughs> yeah so, exactly <laughs> when things start to uh, tighten up you know those are the first things that that hurt right but yeah, yeah, I I can't remember the last time I I I bought into Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I specifically, specifically, <laughs> I don't know why I said that's so weird. <laughs> specifically, <laughs> I, I specifically have not bought Magic in oh just the longest. I you know might may buy a card here or there, um, and I and I haven't done that in quite a while as well. And usually those cards were like maybe a dollar. Uh, you know, it's not, not anything like I never dropped $20 on a card or $50 on a card or anything like that. But like, you know, I, I might purchase a card for a, my commander deck, which I haven't played in years either. Right. So, right. It's, well, yeah, you I, should come out and play commander day at Brian's once in a while. There's a reason I don't though, because <laughs> I, I just, it, I get sucked in and that's, that's the problem. Then I'm like, you know, buying packs and, and boxes and whatever right and i just yeah, there's that's, only so much of the hobby i can uh, support right yeah so. but that's the beauty of commander once you have a deck you don't like you just that's it yeah that's your deck you yeah. don't have yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. have to keep buying into it yeah. but he now he uh like he keeps talking about doing drafts too and 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, it like, okay, I could do a draft maybe, but that's the thing that sucks you in, right? Like that <laughs> big time. The draft is the biggest thing. Yeah. Because yeah. you pull that one nice card and then it's like you're done. <laughs> you're sucked in. At that point, there's no giving up, right? You've tapped back into that, you know, junkie vein. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <there's, laughs> oh man. besides magic and uh Warhammer, what 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 sort of gaming did you get done uh this week? Uh yeah, so I played a couple of games of Fort. Um right, I played nice, yeah. Played one game at home with my wife and daughter. Hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, well, they both said this, but I think my daughter's just parroting my my wife. Um, <laughs> uh, my wife said that it, like she found it overly complicated, like too complicated. And then I, I I told this to you guys, and and Kevin uh, remarked. He said, "Sounds like she's just not interested in learning the rules." And I'm like, "You know what? I think that's probably what it is." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But as much as she said she was interested in playing it, she's yep. not really. Yep. If she could just play it, sure. But the learning, yeah, like she. I think I've. I might have mentioned this before. She her work is very brain burning. Like she's a, she's a research scientist, right? So she's, you know, burning calories uh, with her brain all day long. And uh, when she, you know, wants to relax, she wants to do something not involving her (laughs) mind. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Which I get, but like, like I I want someone to play games with (laughs) But so anyway, <laughs> uh, we did play Fort. Um, my wife t- picked Squirt Guns. Uh, yeah. So, and then I think we did the same thing. Our first game, like, tried to stick to that suit as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of what the Squirt Guns are are discarding cards, and so she didn't really understand it. Yeah. Uh, and. So she just started discarding all the good cards so that I wouldn't get them doing air yep, quotes yep. there. And uh, I mean, obviously, that's not a winning strategy. So <laughs> discard is a hard mechanic to master in any game, I feel like. Uh, and then you added added on to like your first time playing a game. And that's just. Yeah, that's like a recipe for disaster, right? Because <laughs> uh, there's the discard can be so, like there's so many ways to to use that, and so many games that do it slightly different and and whatnot, right? But it can be a super powerful. And I I struggle a lot with uh, when we do uh, deck building games, and there's a discard mechanic. I feel like you haven't uh, nailed when to get rid of cards and stuff, but yeah, that, it's a it's a big curve i feel like that specific discarding mechanic type thing that yeah and then go starting a game first time playing and trying to like master a, a discard strategy oh oh yeah yeah i can see i can see that being tough and yeah unfortunately that would kind of sour or have the potential to sour the experience right yeah now now i got a bunch of cards that um we're good for for lookout and and even a little bit of of backpack as well. Mm-hmm. So 
I was like, okay, maybe I'll try this one again, right? Maybe try the try the lookout strategy again, whatever. Uh, my daughter got two copies of Ghost, and Ghost, mm. uh, your private action is you gain two resources of your choice. Your public action is there is no public action. <laughs> so she, you know, she's like, I I don't know what the she's ten, right? I don't know what yeah. these mean. Um, and I'm like, well, do you want some help? And she's like, yeah, please. So came over, looked at her hands and I was like, yeah, it's not a great hand. I'm like, you probably just want to play this card and just gain two resources. Um, and you know, and then that's what you're going to do. You're going to build up resources. You're going to move your fort, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that's all she did the whole game. Uh. <laughs> and she won. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was, I was shocked actually how powerful it is because, okay, you're only gaining two resources, but you're consistently gaining two resources every turn and not allowing any other public actions. Yeah. So yeah. you're denying everybody else resources. Right. And so I was like fiddling around with trying to, you know, do, do lookout stuff and maybe put stuff in my backpack and try and gain points and blah, blah, blah. But again, you still have to work on your fort in order to put stuff in your lookout. And, and then she, she won. Now we tied in points, but then she was the one who, who uh, got her fort to level five. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Um, And I kind of came to this realization that unfortunately, I think, there's just no reason to do anything else but try and gain resources and up your fort level. Just race to yeah. fort level five. That's really the only real viable strategy. And maybe I'm wrong, but every other strategy also requires you to level your fort. So why wouldn't you just try to level your fort as fast as possible? So then I yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually got it out again at work uh, with a workmate, uh, which was cool. And I was like, I'm just going to I'm just going to gather resources and increase my fort level. And I crushed it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, everything else was a red herring. Uh, that's too much, too, too, too bad. But you're right. Like. I mean. A backpack space, lookout space. All that stuff is tied to your fort level. So you're increasing fort level so that you can have better space in those areas. But because you're doing fort level, you might as well just keep doing the fort levels at that point, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's a that was a fun one. I enjoyed playing that. But yeah, if that's if that's a you know flaw that you may have found, then that's that's uh that's yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, not great. <laughs> but my workmate uh, enjoyed it, and she said she'd uh, love to play it again. So uh, there's nice. that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. I, like, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that um, you know I I, I got uh, my wife to play uh, Welcome to the Moon. Oh, nice. Uh, well, yeah, she, Katie doesn't really uh, typically like uh, board games. Uh, so, you know, I was like, I, I really want you to try this just because 
I find, and I've said this before, that the the uh, uh, you know flip and right, roll and right mechanic uh, fascinating, and I wanted to like share that with her and be like, hey, you gotta you gotta check this out and tell me what you think about this specific mechanic, right? Uh, and we played it, and yeah, she's not interested. <laughs> we finished. She was like, it's done. I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, that's good. I'm like, oh. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was so excited to, to share it with you. And no, no, but you know what? Games aren't her thing. So it is what it is. But yeah, I was so, I was yeah. like, wow, you're going to play. And then we're, we're playing and I'm like, isn't this neat? Isn't just like, eh. I was like, oh, <laughs> but like you're flipping numbers and you're putting things and things, right? Isn't this cool? I'm packing <laughs> too, 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 too much. It's, it's funny. You were saying about, uh, you know, Sarah, saying having a mentally draining job and then just kind of not wanting to put the mental capacity forward during during gaming or whatever right yeah um it reminds me of and i mentioned this on our chat too i used to play a game on the pc called uh, papers please and you basically are playing this uh border guard and you're checking passports and ensuring that the people that you're checking the passports are the same and the country of origins are the same. And you're checking all these like little pieces of data uh, against, you know, other pieces of data. So you're flipping through papers to look at one thing and another and whatever. And it's all digital. So it's not like as easy as it would be to actually physically pick up papers and and like, oh, I'll flip to this page in the book and back and forth. Right. I, I, I convinced her to try this game because like, it was really fun. Come try it. Uh, she felt like maybe two minutes and it was like, I feel like I'm at work and I don't understand how this is a game <laughs> that you actually enjoy. Right? Like, What's wrong with you? Right? I was like, oh, I thought it was fun. Like, look, you can go go through the x-ray scanner. Oh, look, they got a weapon. No, no, that was something was wrong with me. Right. So, but yeah, that's. Yeah. Different tastes. Right. So, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> did you get anything else played uh well i've been playing some mobile games actually um oh. so well dire wolf had a pretty big sale on like 50 percent off of a bunch of dire wolf um sure yeah 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 dire wolf games is that is that yeah um yeah that's what you messaged our uh, group chat about that yeah yeah so uh i if if you don't uh, know about it or don't have it um the google rewards app fantastic so good um you get a little survey every now and then um like three questions uh answer the questions you get like between 30 and 50 cents usually uh doesn't sound like a lot but adds up yeah it certainly does yeah yeah i had about i had about 16 dollars and change uh burning a hole in my from my google rewards uh and then i saw this direwolf sale and i'm like you know what let's splurge so i bought uh sagrada Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um box in the forest Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but okay, it's, it's I, I'm installed on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and Yellow and Yangtze. Oh, Reiner Knizia, a Reiner Knizia game. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so yeah. that one I also have not played yet. 
Um, <laughs> and the reason I have not played Fox in the Forest or Yellow and Yangtze was is because I can't get enough of Sagrada. Uh, <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, I the first, geez, I'm all over the place here. The first time I played, I think I messaged you and said. I can't tell if I love this game or hate this game. And then I think the second time I played, I was like, I love this game. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So in Sagrada, uh, it's, it's a dice drafting game and you're um, trying to, the theme of it is you're, you're, you're building a stained glass window. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially you're, you're drafting dice and placing dice down on this uh, four by five grid. And the grid will have uh, certain limitations to it. So some areas you have to put a certain color, other areas you have to put a certain number. And you're going to, again, draft these dice to and, and fill out this, this grid uh, with all these restrictions. And every game you flip up uh, three public objectives and one private objective. And essentially that's going to tell you how you're going to score points for this game. So every game is slightly different. Um, and sometimes it's like you want a di- every die in the same row to be a different color or, or every die in the column to be a different color or everyone sure, to be a different yeah. number or like you want the same color in diagonals, you know, things like that. Uh, so you're trying to make patterns while working around all these restrictions on where you can place your dice while working around the randomness of rolling dice <laughs> and um, drafting with all the other players. So it's a bit chaotic. Uh, there's a lot of randomness, obviously, because it's a dice game um, that's mitigated with certain like abilities that, again, randomly get dealt out onto the board uh, that yeah. you can usually use usually a couple of times per game. Um, but yeah, so much fun. Well, uh, we'll talk about this one later because, uh, well, we played it last night yeah yeah, we did Um, yeah yeah so that'll go into one of our new segments uh but i'm also gonna i yeah because i loved the game so much on mobile i went out and bought a copy of it uh from (laughs) jj's table yeah yeah for the table and uh sunday's father's day so i'm gonna force my family to play it with me amazing yeah 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 see these are the type of games that are perfect for mobile um they're great on the table uh but they also port well over because they're not they're not super super complicated right so yeah i i I put it on the level of like patchwork right patchwork is a perfect uh you know example of a game that's great in uh on mobile i i've never played on the table but you know with with sagrada we have it's great on the table it's uh, perfect on on mobile because it's it's just one of those things you can play like 40 times you know 400 times if you want and and it's you know it's it, it just plays well like that uh, yeah yeah like <laughs> um if this is too gross i'll cut it out later but i i wanted a game i could sit on the throne and 
play just play a quick game of something you know what i mean right that's where i got all my patchwork plays right, right? So. So, and this is yeah. like yeah perfect it's like the perfect length it's the perfect amount of complicated <laughs> and uh and the perfect amount of simple um yeah 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 i love it uh so yeah, anyway, it's, it's also you know a game did. I thought that is simple enough for the family m- might actually play. I really hope they will. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, but I'll I'll I'd love yeah, deep strategy games, but you need games like this in your collection too because they're just they're easy to get people into, they're fun to play. There's it, they don't take overly long. Uh so yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited to talk about it when we when we do our when we do get to the new kind of uh, uh, style of um, episode and, and when we, you know, discuss this one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's a fun one. Yeah. So what about you? What'd you get played? Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I got to uh, welcome to the moon. Uh, I mentioned this last, last episode episode as well. Uh, played it a number of times, played it even more times. Like I actually started the campaign with it. So it, it's neat. It's got, uh, it's, it has a campaign, uh, like a, a introductory campaign. And then I think it has a more uh, maybe a slightly harder campaign as well. Uh, so I've started the introductory one just to kind of get used to how the campaign works and, and, and whatnot. And it's pretty, it's pretty deep. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think I mentioned, but it basically gives you like a choose your own adventure type uh, paragraphs to read. Right. Uh, and depending on what you choose, those are the objectives that you're, you know, basically the extra missions you can score extra points for in each of the levels of the game that you play. Right. Uh, so like, yeah, I, I, I won't spoil any, but uh, so, some of the objectives, if you're just playing straight up a base game are like focusing on your uh robots and your calendars right uh another one is focusing on astronauts and and water uh a third one is uh you know plants and wild uh and that's just the first scenario right so as you're choosing these selections in the campaign it'll say okay put away these objectives and you're going to use these objectives because that's what you've told the campaign are your focus for this level kind of thing right uh and then it it tries to make it slightly harder so not only are you moving from like as i mentioned before this game comes with like eight different uh player mats uh that that are like different essentially levels um so you'll move from level to level or different different uh, uh which almost changes up the game quite a bit from turn to turn. i've only played the first two uh, but they're totally different uh, in the sense of what cards can do, which is kind of nice. Um, I, I heard this one mentioned as like eight games in one because they give you these eight different areas, right? Um, but it's neat because you'll play that, you'll change up the mat, go to the next mat. Uh, and then also when you're playing against the AI, you have to, if you beat the AI on, say, level one, well, you can't play level one anymore. You got to go up to level two. You beat level two, you got to go up to level three, and each of the AI gets slightly harder because they get, you know, uh, more points for certain cards throughout the the, the game, basically. Uh, and it, it's just they act as kind of that. It was fascinating, just the the differences even between the first and second maps. 
on like the first one, you're really, you know, <laughs> again, without spoilers, you're trying to attempt something. And the second one, you're trying to attempt something else. Right. And you can see that reflected in the uh, the AI, which is really cool. So I, I, I've been enjoying that one. I want to play the I'm I'm ready to play the third one, but I kind of want to play a third, the third level kind of like just base first before I go and do campaign third level. Right. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I had to write in my phone. There's a card like a captain card. Uh, so when you play campaign, uh, especially because you, you could play like one to I think six players, something like that. Uh, in this. So if you're playing the campaign, one person is a captain. It comes with a little like captain card and you can write your name as the captain. And then you can write the chapter that you're on so that you could always refer, but because it's dry erase, like I would brush up mm. like a finger against it and I'd erase half my name. I'm like, okay, this is not a, this is not a good way to record what number of chapter you're on because they go up from like one to you know, at least over 150, because that's where I've I've been, right? So, so if you have, if you're on like chapter 75, and they're not sequential because it's a pick your own adventure, you're on 75, and you erase that, you'd be like, I don't know, was I in 68? Was I in 43? Right? Who, yeah. who remembers, right? Because uh, you're bouncing around the book, right? What but, erase yeah, would yeah. have been much smarter. Yeah, yeah, because then you could, yeah, you'd have to actually physically do something to erase it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, rather than just brushing up beside it, right? So, uh, but you know, it's okay. I just I put it in my phone, uh, yeah. and then I then it's there, right? So, which I do anyways because we record our like we record our plays. So I write down, okay, this is what right, chapter I'm right, on. Right, right. Boom, done. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that was that that was going. Uh, that's been going uh, well. I, I I've been enjoying that. Uh, and it's a quick game, right? You can play a couple couple rounds of it. Uh, the biggest thing is that you have to shuffle cards, hmm. uh, and you, and you shuffle you shuffle this deck twice per play, uh, which isn't isn't a lot, right? So if you play it twice, that's four shuffles of a deck. But it's not it's not a, it doesn't feel like a chore like some other games do. Uh, when I when when I've talked about uh, uh, Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle Earth, that feels like a chore because you're constantly you know shuffling these tiny decks right, right. well this one you only do twice in a game and uh, big deal right? it's large <laughs> enough that it doesn't uh it doesn't it lasts for a bit right you get quite a bit of playing before you have to reshuffle right right so but the other one i i, I got to the table was uh bonanza oh uh, yeah so this is an old school game yeah uh Uwe rosenberg um which just I, I I mentioned before, but some of these like old school designers, I I just they can they can do anything. It's it's <laughs> insane. Like they could do super light games, super complicated. It doesn't even matter. Like they just do whatever, right? Like I've talked about Vlada Shavatel many times because I really enjoy his games, but like he's got like a Pictionary game, right? Like how how do you go from like a mage knight? It's ultra complicated <laughs> uh, to a Pictionary game and 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 make these both these games really good, right? To code names, you know, which a party game. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get that. I don't know how some of them do it. But yeah, Bonanza. Uh, I got I got it to the table with. Uh, I asked my son. I was like, "Buddy, if you could choose any game on my uh, shelf here, what what would you play?" 
He said, I've, I've, I've really been wanting to play Bonanza again and, and try that. I said, that's your, that's your choice. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. Let's, let's grab yeah, that. Let's play you've that. You've been trying to get me to play that for a while. Yeah. 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 So th- th- this one's, um, it's a good one. Like you, 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 you're a bean farmer, so you plant beans, right? So, you know, typical, uh, Euro kind of theme, but you're, you have all these various, uh, uh, bean types uh and they're they they try and like play on the name where you got like black eyed beans not peas but beans uh and and the bean picture is like a a bean that has like boxing gloves on it's got a black eye right uh then you got your like chili beans and they got like the flames behind them whatever right yeah but you got all these different types of beans and you're playing them in your uh, your garden plots, which you start the game off with two. And during the game, you can uh, buy a third plot so that you can grow beans um, in that plot as well. Uh, but it's it, it's got this neat it, it, it's 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 put together very well where it's it's a neat sort of mechanic and it plays slightly different than at two than it does at more players. But essentially, you get this hand of five bean cards <laughs> And the start of your turn, you have to plant the first card in in your hand, right? So you have to make sure that you don't mix the order in which you drew the cards, basically, right? So first card that's on top, you're going to plant that in one. Then you have the option, do you plant in the second card in line or uh, or or not, basically, right? So that, that one's optional. Uh, and sometimes if you're lucky you got like two beans out of the same that you can just like straight away put in the same plot. Uh, or maybe you have, you know, the, the same bean in the third position. So you play the second bean in your second plot. And then knowing that next turn, I'm going to play this third, the third bean, which is the one I already have on the first plot again, whatever you have to make decisions like that. Right. Um, now in two players, you do that, you have your optional choice. Then you can discard a card from your hand. In more than two players, you there's no discard. So you're really, you know, beholden to the cards in your hand uh, in the order that they're in your hand, unless you can figure out a way to get uh, rid of them. And that there, there's mitigating factors there where you can actually trade cards from your hand uh, and, and be like, hey, you know, I'll give a chili bean and a coffee bean, which I know you're growing over there. If anybody has this, this, this or whatever. And sometimes you can get like the three way uh, trades going on. Uh, and it, it, it it's cool. I'll do this. This person will have this on this turn. They'll trade it, and then I'll get it back some somewhere down the line, line kind of thing, right? Uh, but yeah, anyways, you you plant these beans, and the more of these beans you plant in your garden, uh, the the more coins you get for when you actually take the beans out and and sell them, right? Um, now, what makes this difficult is that if you can. If you are not able to ever plant a card from your that's, you know, in the first position in your hand, then you have to just dig up one of the one of your gardens and throw out the beans there. Uh, If you're lucky, you have enough beans that you actually get paid for them. But if you haven't reached the like minimum threshold, you just you wasted those turns where you planted those beans. Right. And you have to put a new bean in that position. Right. So sometimes if you just draw poorly and are not coming up. Then, you know, you can you could just be like reseeding your field every turn and throwing out all your potential points. Right. Uh, but basically, uh, it's a set collection in your garden 
and as you collect more and more of the same bean and, and stack them in these rows, you can then go and sell them off to the market and get X amount of coins. And whoever has the most coins by the end of the game uh, is the winner, right? And these are the same coins that you would use to buy your third field as well. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's a neat little lightish game, but yeah, there's definitely some strategies in there. And uh, yeah, Benjamin picked up on some of them and he just has fun, you know, trying to line up all the, you know, soybeans and the, and the coffee beans and all these different beans. Uh, and he ended up, yeah, uh, yeah, destroying me in the game. So nice. he, he won it by the end. And, uh, you know, I did one of the things where I just pushed all the cards over after we counted it all up just to, you know, be silly. But yeah, no, he had a good time and uh, it was fun and I was happy he, he, he beat me at it too. So it came, yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was, uh, I, I thought I was like, oh, I got this. Like I, with my last combo was like, boom, I sell all these and I flip flipping over the coins and then we're counting at the end and we're doing, I'm like, let's do it at the same time. So it'll be like, I put one, he puts one at the same time. So we're one, two, three, four, we get up to like seven, eight. And then I'm out of cards and he's like nine, <laughs> 10, 11. I was like, come on. <laughs> right. But no, it was, it was good. It was a good time. He, he, he enjoyed it and had fun. And we got to, you know, I got to play another board game. So yeah, but yeah, that was, that's basically it between uh, welcome to the moon and uh, Bonanza. Yeah. That's, that's uh, all I got played this, this week, uh, which is a shame. Cause uh, well, not really. No, it was, it was enough. It was a lot of gaming. Cause I played a lot of games of, Welcome to the moon. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Hadrian's course, Wall all yeah. over again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it, right? I'd love to get that one back to the table, actually. Play play through it some more. Because that one is so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great game. Great game. Well, um, then why don't we, uh, you know, take a break and then jump into our uh, feature game? Let's do it. Hello, faithful listeners. Jordan here with a quick word from today's sponsor, us. Thomas and I really enjoy making the show, and we really hope you enjoy listening. If you do, tell your friends about us. Spread the good word. We'd really appreciate it. And we promise you, if you keep listening, we'll keep talking. Now back to our show. And welcome back. This week, our final episode for, we'll say, season one. Yeah, yeah. Um, is going to be about Warhammer 40k. Now we talk about Warhammer quite a lot on this show. <laughs> um, and this is uh the first time we've. Sat down and actually played a game of it. Yeah. Uh, so it's time to actually do a dedicated uh, current play on it. Yeah. And I think that's, I, I think it's great. It's a perfect time to do that, to, you know, uh, wrap up the season as we're calling it. Uh, and, and, you know, this specific time, this game we played and we've mentioned this someone on the, uh, uh, on the channel before and, and uh, or the uh, podcast before and, uh and i don't think we deep dive like we're about to but uh this was basically our three-player game with uh you kevin and i 
Mm. who I also, you know, I caveat to that. Well, not really caveat, but uh, uh, Brandon was actually invited to this as well, but uh, he had a prior engagement. So unfortunately uh, couldn't make it because it could have been a four player event. Uh, yeah. At, uh, at one point. So would have been better to be honest. 100%. Don't play Warhammer at three players. Don't, don't do it to yourself. No, don't do it. <laughs> uh, I so <laughs> yeah. uh, Warhammer uh, Forty Thousand is a game that has been around for quite a long time. I don't know when it first started. Um, seventies, eighties. I don't know. Yeah, I want to say like, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I always thought like eighties, but it could be seventies. It could be nineties. But yeah, yeah, it's been around for a yeah. bit. I mean, you look at some of the models and you can tell. Some of the <laughs> some of the artwork, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, so, uh, it, the game has seen many iterations over its lifespan. We both sort of started this hobby right at the tail end of Eighth Edition, uh, which I think a lot of people got back into Warhammer in Eighth Edition. Uh, mm-hmm. I hear Seventh Edition wasn't wasn't very good. Um, and then, uh, ninth edition, I think he even proved on eight, but then there were a lot of, uh, a lot of holes, a lot of balance yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think people, um, got a bit upset with ninth as well. And so now 10th is coming out and basically what this means is, the core of the game remains the same, but then they'll change some or a lot, uh, depending on the edition change. Um, yeah, the the sort of nitpicky rules, um, but they so they they have basically all of the same things in them, but they might change slightly how how you do them or you know how they work. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's always a funny thing of the the addition changes uh, across any miniatures game. Because remember, yeah. uh, like even hordes, uh, you can look at the uh, uh, Mark Four rules, and I just didn't have the patience because. And I'll <laughs> tell you what, like with Warhammer, we're at, we actively play Warhammer, so you know I, I have the patience to look at that. But there's a lot that's like a copy paste over, right? But right. you have to read it all. Because there might be a paragraph that's changed in there, right? So you're going, yeah, 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 I know how the. Oh, wait, no, what's this, right? So yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, find, yeah, and, which kind of, yeah, which is the boring part because you're like, I've read these multiple times, you know, and then oh, wait, no, hold up, this little paragraph in here, and there's no like indication of like, here's a highlight of a new to tenth edition or anything, right? So right, yeah. yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. So the the let's talk about the core of the game, right? So the the game that sort of remains the same across all of the, the editions. Mm. Uh, Warhammer uh, 40,000 is a post-apocalyptic far in the future um war game tabletop warring game uh played with miniatures and dice yeah uh yeah. the the theme of the world is well it's it's you know spread across many planets and many systems uh you've got 
tons of different factions. Uh, humanity is basically, I would say, degenerated into this crazy race of people who are obsessed with an, an emperor, a god emperor, who yeah. basically spent his entire life saying, I'm not God. <laughs> And then everyone's like, okay, you're God. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. There's a, um, there's that meme with uh, with Joey uh from Friends, where yeah. you know, is trying to explain, <laughs> and then he's repeating what you says, trying to explain, repeating, and then it gets the totally wrong thing. I'm not God, you're not God, I'm not God, you're not God, I'm not God, you're God, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I won't get into the weeds, but yeah, so there's, there's, there's humans and then there's, uh, there's the like alien races, which mm -hmm. you've got basically space elves, um, uh, or dwarves now. Yeah. Yeah. Space orcs, dwarves. Yeah. Space orcs. yeah. 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 And, uh, Tau who are like, Kind of space fish. Well, people say fish, <laughs> but they're more bovine, to be honest. Uh, but but not. Fair but enough. they don't. Yeah, it's weird. They've got like hooves, like cows, but then they don't have like cow-like faces. They've got no nose, and actually, yeah. oh, in one of the novels, what was it called? Uh, an olfactory cavity. There you go. Yeah. 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 Uh. Anyway. Uh. And then, and then you've got like these chaos gods, uh, and and then they're trying basically to corrupt uh, the people on the material plane so that they can cross over from, you know, the warp, which is like this ethereal plane kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and they just want to obviously sow chaos and destruction, right? And so they've actually converted like half of humanity into these demonic entities, kind of thing. Uh, how that plays out on the table is you've got got a ton of different uh, factions that you can buy miniatures for, and then every faction has their own rules set. They're usually they they do a great job of making like each one flavorful and unique. And oh, for uh, sure, yeah, yeah, I, I would totally give them that. Yeah, yeah. You you might argue against like specific boxes that are aimed at a a specific you know say chapter of of uh space marine and 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 what this goes to show like someone will be like you know take the death watch combat patrol you you that box you'll say there's nothing death watch about this combat patrol box uh but the fact that you can even say that shows <laughs> that they've given each you know uh, uh uh chapter and each race and each kind of offshoot of whatever the case may be uh its own flavor uh to Evil to even have those uh, yeah. you know opinions yeah. there about a box, right? That's so. a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is neat. Yeah. So you pick your faction, you buy a box with a bunch of gray plastic in it, you cut it all out, and you glue it all together, and you slap some paint on it, you throw them down on the table. Uh, then you get a mitt full of dice. <laughs> <laughs> um, the game plays out, it's uh I, th I think this part 
can change sort of somewhat between from edition to edition, but in general, there are objectives on the board and ways to score points if you control those objectives. And you basically yeah. want to get your little uh, plastic people uh, close to those objectives and try to keep them there long enough to score you points while your opponent's trying to basically shoot or hack them off of the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you basically, uh, you've got a, a, your, your like attack phases and your attack phases are usually you, you roll, you roll your dice to hit and you're checking, you're checking those numbers against a number specific to your models to say whether they can hit or or miss, right? So, so basically their ability, how how good they are at if you're shooting, how good they are at shooting. Well, you probably if they're good shooters, you have to roll lower. If they're bad shooters, you have to roll higher, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, so it's 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 a D6 system. So yeah. you're using six-sided dice. And like Thomas said, right? So if you've got good shooters, let's say. If you roll a two or higher, then that scores a hit. So that's, you know, five of the six sides of the dice are, are going to hit. As long as you don't roll a one, you're good. Um, I'd say a lot of infantry is like three ups to hit. So now mm -hmm. you're now you're hitting on on four out of six sides. Uh in this edition, I think they've changed a lot of them to, to four ups, which now again, 50%. Uh, and then you have ways to manipulate those numbers, right? So certain character abilities will let you, uh, you know, improve your die roll by one sort of thing. Yeah. Um, after you roll to see if you hit, then you roll to see if you wound. And... <laughs> this is basically now takes into account the the strength of your attack versus the toughness of your opponent, right? To see if you can overcome that toughness. Now, thematically, where that comes in is if you have basic infantry dudes wearing like combat fatigues, they're not going to be that tough, right? So they're going to have a very low toughness number. And so it's easier for for you to actually, if a bullet hits them, it's it's going to go into them and wound them, right? Versus, yeah, yeah. if you're if you've got somebody in like a big mech, you know, or inside of a tank, like a tank is highly armored, so it's going to have a high toughness. So a bullet might hit a tank and ricochet off of its armor, right? Yeah. Yep. Then, if you can manage to hit and manage to wound, then they get a chance to save their that like save on that attack. How this plays out thematically, I'm not quite sure. Um, <laughs> the bullet would have gone through the armor, but the, your space marine managed to move in such a way that it ricochets off. I don't know, um, but you're. Each model has a save value um, that they then, uh, yeah, it's 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 called an armor save. So it's supposed to be the armor saving them. But then, what's the toughness for, right? But anyway, 
Uh, and then and then the weapon attacks can have armor penetration values, which will subtract from their save. But basically, you're rolling to hit, rolling to wound, then they roll to save. And then if all of the like your attacks all succeed and their save fails, finally you deal damage. Yep. And then yep. you add up the damage on these models, and when when they the damage uh equals or exceeds the number of they call them wounds, but you think of them as like health points, HP, right? Once their HP goes to zero, the, that model's removed from the board. Uh, that sort of seems to remain core from from yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, edition to edition, as far as I can tell. That, and that's the most straightforward uh, stuff, right? Like, that's your whole... Uh, that's the the main yeah the the core area of the game there right uh and then you just got added all this extra stuff <laughs> right so yeah so much extra stuff right <laughs> yeah so yeah, every yeah. unit can have their own special rules and then the armies can all have their own special rules and there's different phases of the game um it, actually in general it goes you move then you shoot then you can make a, a charge to try and get into melee. And then there's the, the fighting phase. So like the, me- the melee attacks. And then there's like a, a wrapping up phase. Yeah. There used to yeah. also be a psychic phase. So some of these units have like special psychic powers, right? Um, not psychic. They're psyker, but yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, that so so that's a good example of of a rule change from one edition to the next, right? That psyker phase has now been removed from the game, and in tenth edition, it's what it's just an ability that happens. Yeah, you basically include like, it depending on uh, you. You'll have ranged weapons that have the keyword psychic now, or melee weapons that have the keyword psychic, and it's just included in those steps. Really, uh, right? so you might have. Uh, different protections from psychic or or weaknesses to psychic uh, stuff, right? So that's where those, yeah. This 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 edition has some cool stuff uh, that I'm interested to see how it plays out uh, compared to you know ninth edition even. Uh, but yeah, yeah, ninth edition you had a psych, psychic uh, uh, phase, and that was basically you know, just an extra phase of the game, right? You had your command, your uh, psychic, your shooting, your charge and fighting. And, and then, uh, yeah, what's the cleanup one morale phase or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. morale's gone now. Now it's just a cleanup phase. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Well, the, you that, do the, the battle shot battle now instead of morale, <laughs> which happens at the beginning of your turn. instead In of the, the end of your phase. turn. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. So, yeah. So that's those, those things are neat and they, uh, yeah, they've introduced some new stuff there as well. Uh, and all this is done over the course of five rounds. Right. So, uh, you know, whoever wins the roll off at the start of the game, you're going to go first. Then your opponent goes, that's one round. And then you go opponent, you go opponent, you go put right till you've reached five rounds. At the end of the five rounds, whoever has the most points from a like Jordan said, scoring those objectives, or you know sometimes you get points for uh, destroying the enemy, uh, doing those kind of things. So a combination of the objective play and how uh, destructive your army can be, 
you can earn points these different ways and and uh yeah win win the game that way whoever has the most most points now tenth again throws a bit of that on its head but uh i'm curious to see i don't i, I don't know fully like we haven't seen all the stuff out at once as far as uh there's this card play mechanic where you can choose sort of your objectives based on these cards you're drawing uh and i don't believe we've seen all these cards yet uh so that'll be interesting as well um, ah, which weird. which take place yeah in because in in ninth edition it was it was you had your primary objectives which are basically the uh uh the mission objectives that came with whenever scenario you were playing uh and then you got to choose secondaries as the player and those secondaries were secondary objectives that you thought i can score points doing these specific uh options right yeah and they were uh, now, faction specific yeah, exactly. Right now, those yeah. are gone with tenth uh, to a certain degree, and they're replaced by these uh, these card uh, mechanic here. Uh, and then you also get the option, I think, by round three in tenth edition, where you can just say, "I'm looks like I'm not going to be able to win this using these card play secondaries." Let's call them. Uh, so I'm going to do the hail mary thing and not play with the cards and. I'll draw from this other deck and that's what I have to complete. And if I can do that, I'll get, you know, a bigger bonus of points. Yeah. It's quite a different system, Hmm. Hmm. uh, which I'm curious to see how it will play out, Uh, but it's supposed to make things more uh, dynamic and uh, uh, less one-sided to specific armies. Cause I think that was one of the complaints with nines with the balance issues is that if you ended up on a scenario that was harsh against your army, there was no way to win, right? There was no hail Mary last minute thing you can pull. You just, if you were playing the shooty Tau army and you got this specific scenario, that's it. You're done. Cause you have to be in melee for this scenario to actually win. And right. Tau doesn't do great and, you know, whatever the case may be, right? So that was scenarios that would happen to people in the tournament scene. Uh, and it would be, you know, frustrating for them. Oh, my matchups were bad. Uh, you know, that's just unfortunate because it's nothing you could have handled. Of course, you know, this is a, uh, when you when you talk about tournament play, these guys are much better than us casual folks, but it's also... Yeah, yeah and, take that and with a grain of salt, right? I feel like you're always going to have that in games, right? Like 100%. you're yeah. always going to have bad matchups, you know, and and yeah. it, it, it's an asymmetrical game, but yeah, but you you want to you do want to try to minimize it as a game designer. Yes, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And we see that with other board games that do a good job of it. And yeah, 40k has had some frustration. So I know that was uh, what a big thing, especially in ninth. Well, I get most of our experiences from ninth, so most of our opinions yeah, are going to come yeah. out of that, right? But uh, a big part of the game was list building, uh, yes. and if you were doing it correctly, you were looking at the secondary objectives that are were available to your army, and you're building a list that utilize those secondary objectives. 
Now mm-hmm. there's there's always enlist building, um, you know, building to your meta. So if one particular type of of unit or team was very popular, you know, you might want to build a team that's very good against it or uh, you know, very defensive against the teams you see in your local play area. But yeah, if you're if you want to score points, some armies are better at scoring uh primaries than others. Uh and you yeah, you really want to try and build around your second secondary objectives. So if you're telling me now that they're switching to like some kind of random card-based uh system, yeah. that, uh, what is that gonna do for list building? See, I don't I don't know the full like, I haven't seen all the full. I think you get That's all thing, the yeah, cards. Yeah, we at don't once. really know. Yeah. So everybody has all the cards, uh, and they're the same cards, like you would have basically these two decks that are the same. Uh, and they only have it's not like a big deck of like 60 cards, so you can have all these different objectives. No, they're all the same objectives. I believe you draw um randomly from those, like maybe it's five or 10 or something. So you're going to draw and you'll have like three secondaries air quotes. Um, but I don't know. It really depends. Like, cause they've only actually like the core rules only released, uh, uh, an, an uh, eternal war scenario. And that had like, I don't believe it had any card play. It was just basically you're destroying the other player or they're destroying you. And I think that's basically be the setup scenario for combat patrol. Uh, because in 10th right. with combat patrol, they've separated in combat patrols, your smaller games in, in ninth edition are your 500 point games. Uh, so they've tried to balance all the boxes against each other, the combat patrol boxes. So in, when you play combat patrol, these will all be you can play any of these boxes against each other and, and have a good time, right? Uh that's a, that's the uh the intention. Who knows? It's it's really come to light, even just um right now. Uh uh GW is in the process of releasing a bunch of the index cards for the various armies, and that's how they've gone this this route. Um and right away people are have found stuff that like, <laughs> hey, are you sure you guys are balancing? Because this doesn't look balanced, right? Yeah. Uh, now, the cool thing is that because everything is digital, right, this uh, release so far, they've already been able to go in there and uh, and kind of like update rules that were overly broken to fix them before the games even released day one yet, right? So you haven't been able to play because we don't have any point numbers here i know we're off on a tangent with 10th edition versus 9th edition but like we don't know points we don't know what armies are going to cost or nothing like that so you can't actually like no one's been able to physically play it unless you've been to an event playing these games uh but why i bring all this up is that i believe scenarios will determine these the card drawing uh stuff basically when you when if you bought the leviathan box those cards are included um yeah i don't I, I i don't know much beyond that it seems when i've watched some of the like battle reports on warhammer plus that those things are coming up from turn to turn but it's really yeah i i wasn't able to like kind of like piece it together because i was also doing dishes at the time not watching it like 
strictly watching a battle report. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I think, yeah, like things were coming up and they're like, for this round, I'm using this, I get this or whatever. And they had some say in how that was working or whatever, right? But seems interesting. It's supposed to be more balanced that way uh, with the exception of the random drawing. But then I think there's also a, a way you can do it so you don't random draw, draw but you're going to get less point. I don't know. Somehow they balanced it to have this, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, but that didn't exist in ninth, right? So you were right. right. Uh, how you said it, where you could build uh, your army based on the secondaries you were going to aim for. Those were you going to pick when you go. Now, me personally, I never got into any of that uh, stuff where I was building armies around the secondaries. I always like to just build an army that was thematic or do, did things that I thought was cool. And for me, what I thought is cool in ninth edition is shooting. I wanted to build shooty armies, right? Uh, I pick space Marines, which are great uh, all around armies where you can, you can build shooting armies, you can build melee armies, do what you want. So that's, uh, that's what uh, space Marines are good at, uh, that they have avenues like that. Uh, but yeah, that's how I used to build uh my lists uh and then you know also thematically to death watch there was a our most recent game when we played three players i built the death watch uh, army of renown for us to play with right now we had played this this game we played a incursion mat match incursion yeah uh which is a thousand points so the three of us built our armies a thousand points and then we attempted to play a three-way uh battle on a saturday uh we 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 chose crusade hmm. rules thinking yeah we're gonna basically crusade was like a narrative campaign style where uh your units would grow as they went into battle and 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 they gained experience on a unit by unit basis uh and they could get battle honor uh, honors or they could get scars if they were defeated in battle and all these kind of things and the battle honors usually like buffed the unit uh, whereas the scars like had some sort of negative, it was harder to get scars, but in a, in any in any case, right? Yeah, like uh, but a yeah, debuff. As you, yeah, yeah, like a debuff. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, as you were going from game to game to game, your specific army that you're carrying around is growing and and uh, changing in ways that are specific specific to how you are changing it right what what bonuses you're giving it so no two armies would look identical unless you know you picked all the same buffs and and whatnot right uh so you could really customize your army to and and you know it encouraged the crusade also encouraged you to like name all your uh, uh detachments and 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 uh even models and units and whatever you wanted to do right so that was the intention, right? So we were going to do this. We were going to play on a Saturday. Book we booked the whole Saturday off. You know, told their family, "See you later." We're 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 going gaming. Uh, we're going to get at least three games. Let's get five games in. Why not? Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. You thought five. <laughs> I always, you know, I have a very bad perception of time, uh, so I always think things will take much less time than they do. Uh, how many games did we get in one eight hour game <laughs> eight hours eight hours oh it was brutal it was fun don't, don't get me wrong 
Uh, I I enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, sort of saw the outcome happening by like the end of round two, start of round three. Uh, but you know, we still had another four and a half hours to go. Uh, oh my, it's just Warhammer is a two player game. Keep yeah. it at that. You yeah. know, just don't, don't try and do what we did. Uh, take her well, advice. To be fair, yeah, we we invited uh, well, we were just gonna have our Warhammer game, and mm, then you were mm. like, let's do like we did before, we'll invite everyone and just have a bunch <laughs> of games going at once. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, all right. Uh, so we invited Kevin. Uh, and didn't think he'd come because like it's a three and a half hour drive. Yeah. But but he came and then we invited Brandon who said he was going to come. And then in the like two days before he backed out. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. yeah, he had tickets to some event and he thought that he could just, um, transfer the tickets to another day or another time. And then it turned out he couldn't. So yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah, that 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 worked out unfortunately. I know he wanted to come too. Uh because we've talked about it since and he was like, Oh yeah, I wanted to play with you guys, but you know, wasn't able to. And I, I, yeah, it sucked. Um, but we're like, yeah, no, it's fine. Like we can do three player. Look, there's a scenario here that has three player. It's fine. Yeah. We we got this, we got this. But don't do it. Don't do it. It's not uh eight hours was too much on one uh one match. Uh, for sure, especially like you know, we built these crusade armies, and it was going to be nice to like upgrade them per match, and then mm. go. But yeah, that's that's definitely not the way to play Warhammer. <laughs> uh, and and we should have, you know, I I should have known better. Uh, I know you were skeptical too um, about how many games I thought we were going to get to. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I thought but, like two games tops, to be honest. We, and then we didn't even get that. Yeah, and we typically take longer to play a game of Warhammer anyways than like the what the yeah, book says it should take. Yeah. Uh or what the tournament players take. Uh so you know, taking that into effect, yeah, could have kind of saw that happening, right? <laughs> but, so uh, the way <laughs> we played our game, um, and and we determined randomly uh who was going after who, but uh basically uh Kevin was scoring points for every unit of yours that left the table. Mm -hmm. So Kevin was gunning for you. You were gunning for me. And then I was gunning for Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's, it is, it is an interesting way to do things, right? Because you think, okay, I'm going to focus on this opponent, but at the same time, I need to protect myself from the other opponent. Right. Yeah. So, I don't want to give Kevin points by killing your unit, but I do want to reduce the number of models in your unit so that they can't kill me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which actually worked out for me so well in our game. So well. So, so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right off the bat, Kevin, Kevin's playing uh, orcs and he's playing specifically like a clan of orcs that just likes to go really fast. So he's got like a couple of units that can just race across the board. So he races right into your face 
with like one or two units, which wasn't anywhere near enough to like do any real damage, but it was enough to tie you up. Yeah, yeah. Because Space Marines, especially the units I have, I had one slow unit and one quick unit, but because we were playing a thousand points, like that was basically it. I had like five units, but three of them were characters. Yeah. uh, And then two of them were like large 10 man units right but yeah that and that that's it because it's a i play death watch which is space marines but it's an elite space marine army so i get even less models uh because it's elite everything is really strong right but yeah so he rushes right into my slow guys and like (laughs) right away that's that that unit's tied up like that's that that's it so and for the rest of the game that was pretty much it. I'm trying to maneuver them, uh, but I can't because he keeps crashing into the side of it and slowing it down, right? <laughs> uh, and then you, on the other hand, drop in and like just obliterate, cripple the other unit I have that's slightly faster, where it takes it right down to half health, right turn one. And I was like, yep. <sighs> Here we go. Uh, and that was that was so punishing too, because now I'm like stuck between this like wave of orcs and then the gunfire of the the Tau on the other side, and just like in between both these like pincer moves, uh, which like Space Marines held out, like they last. I oh lasted. yeah, I didn't get I didn't get tabled, uh, and I think I only lost two of the characters. I kept all the units and whatever, right? So like I didn't lose everything. Not even really close. Well, somewhat close. Yeah, it was um, close. It was close. Yeah, they were close. By the end of the game. By the end, yeah. Well, yeah, like I still had stuff alive by the end of it or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I was, I was like crippled right there, right? Because like I, I can't move this unit because it's too slow to get across to get to your stuff, which is on the other side of the board, which I needed to kill for points. Uh, and then the one unit that I could move, well, now it was down after round two, there was like two models left and I just had to hide it in the back of my uh, deployment zone so it wouldn't die and give, you know, Kevin points at that point. Right. So that one's out of the game now, which yeah. was so good for me yeah. because <laughs> I was like terrified of that unit. Right. Uh, sure. So yeah. I bring in my crisis suits, which are these like, Tau in big mechs like like think like Gundams right yeah so these uh these Tau in these battle suits come down and uh and they like you said like take out half of that unit um and then I think you fired back did a bunch of damage to mine then I knocked yours down again to two models to the point where you just wanted to hide them. Yeah, um, I think actually it was one model and I was able to, to because I had a healer, I was able to get right. one more model back in that unit just so it wouldn't die from like a pot shot or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, but, yeah but yeah, you're right. Then I had to hide it. Yeah, I put on this big show for Kevin that I was, oh, but man, I was really trying to obliterate that unit. But the <laughs> fact that one survived 
was perfect for me because then he didn't get any points yet i eliminated the threat to myself right and 100%, then, yeah sure you blew that unit off the board right after that um with your with your heavier unit right but yep. because i'm tau i still have like a ton of units on the other side of the board uh, yeah, so i got a few points but those were yeah. my heavy hitters that you killed right oh yeah for sure yeah yeah but like Kevin sent all his heavy hitters uh, to you. He left like one unit on the back objective that I needed. So like I just shot him off the board and then moved into that objective. And <laughs> yeah, then yeah. he, he ended up cause he was moving towards you. He ended up like oh, completely in my line of sight where I just sat back behind a building and used my like long range cannons to just shoot, shoot him off the board, which was great for you because yeah, you're getting points every time one of his units dies. I'm trying to get to you so I can kill your stuff, <laughs> but I can't cause I got this, you know, orc wedge in the side of me. Every step I take something else is charging into me. Right. I'm like, I can't, get to your units back there like bring them and then by the time like you were you started spreading out across the board i'm taking casualties from the orcs and then you know i'm dealing them back so we're like deplenished because like the only way i could get away from kevin's orcs was to destroy them which sucked because i was like but then i'm giving jordan points but i can't help it i gotta get there so i can kill him the only way to get there is to kill these other things right so it was like this this oh frustrated kind of slog across this map and i finally made it to like the center of the board uh and then didn't even stay there long because we had like one more turn and then i was like well i might as well try and get some objective play in here too and and get as many points as i can right yeah um, so there so were... I ended up doing some some of that but it was nowhere near you know the points you had scored for it because by that time it was we were so kevin and i were so depleted model wise that yeah yeah, there's nothing we could do. Even if I fired everything into a unit of yours, I'd kill two, three models maybe, but <laughs> so like unit of 10, 15 models, who cares yeah. at that point, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I still had enough to hold objectives, and that was the big Yeah. Right. right? So so this scenario, so we well, we played it, I guess, a little bit different. Um, so there were four objectives on the board, and you scored points if you held those objectives meaning you had the most models within what is it three inches of of that objective um so right away like if you have an army with more units you've got a you know better chance of holding more objectives right yeah yeah Um, for sure I managed to hold actually the first round. I got no objectives because again, Kevin was sitting on them. And then I think I got like one objective the next round. And, but then I held, I think two objectives for pretty much the rest of the game. Um, And then the other way we were doing points because of this, like three man round Robin sort of thing. uh, We mentioned it before, but like, Basically, the point level, well, we were using power level, yeah, um, which is slightly different, but for the sake of the description, the points that each unit cost, if uh, 
if you destroyed or or if your opponent's unit was destroyed, you got that many points. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that was our way to sort of balance, right? Because you didn't have very many units, but they were worth a lot of points. Whereas uh, yeah. Kevin and I had more units, but each unit was worth less points. So, or worth fewer points rather. So, uh, like it was, that was sort of our way of balancing out the, the the killing aspect of the game, um, and yeah, I again I didn't lose too many units, uh, but we I we but well between us we tabled Kevin. Yeah, um, yeah. So I scored max points there, and then uh, I ended up with ended up with a hundred and forty one points to your sixty five, yeah. and then Kevin yeah. scored forty nine. Uh, now, now we we were playing you know a a Frankenstein mismatch of games. Typically, a game of Warhammer only goes to hundred points. Like that's yeah. the max you can score. But because we're playing three players and we added these kind of rules and things to balance things out, that's you know. But yeah, like it was it was a complete like route. Basically, you just like yeah, we were we were ruined, right? Uh, <laughs> to the point like I added up points, um, like of like how much stuff we did uh, we destroyed, uh, and. I, I even think you destroyed more. So, well, I mean, like you killed the. It, it, it's hard to say, right? Because we were, we were. If I killed six of Kevin's model in a seven-man unit, and you cleaned up the the who, who, I mean, you got points for that, anyways, for the for the unit being destroyed, right? But like it was, oh, it was a, it was a, it was tough. Like yeah. that was that was a hard thing. And then even even at the start, like just playing with three players. That first turn, I went last, and like I couldn't get onto an objective in that round. Like I couldn't reach it. When Kevin had like slow crashed into me, slowed me down. You had shot, you know, half of a unit off. Like I couldn't make it to the first objective, even on round one, which is a problem because you know objectives is where you score lots of points too, right? So then I wasn't on an objective till I think round three is when I was finally able to actually get onto an objective. Yeah. Uh, and that's like, you know, that's we're round three of five. Uh, and yeah, it was just, I couldn't reach your stuff. I was killing Kevin's stuff and it, it was just, it was fun. Like we were rolling dice and blowing stuff up and that was, that was great. It just, it's so such a different dynamic when you throw in, a third player. And then if all things don't line up perfectly, you know, you and I, so I was killing Kevin's stuff and I was trying to kill your stuff. You were killing Kevin's stuff and then, you know, killing some of my stuff uh, when it suited you well, because it kept me from shooting your stuff. Uh, And Kevin was just killing my stuff. I don't even know if he shot anything at your stuff, uh, which ended up. Yeah. Not really at all. Yeah. Being to his, ultimate de- detriment since you know he finished off with everything wiped right yep um yeah and that's all that that's always a you know a dynamic shift there that like i wonder if kevin played more defensively would he lasted would he have uh lasted longer but who knows right because orcs aren't meant to play defensively they're supposed right. to get up in melee and and attack right but 
yeah, it's so such a like, it, it was definitely definitely interesting. Uh, I, I just was like eight hours of playing the same same uh, match was oh that was painful because uh, it was like oh man I I really wanted to like improve stuff and then you know I took that that night I took that roster and I was like well. Google Drive, delete trash can. There we go. Because that's it for the. Because this uh, is this uh, was our goodbye ninth tournament, right? Yeah. So it was like I'm never going to use this again, so I could trash it, right? Oh. Spent all this work putting it together, uh, and then we never got to upgrade things because there was really no point in being like, okay, this gets this experience. Now I don't need to figure the math out because we're not doing it, right? Yep. So yeah. So like I so if if you're if you bring a a named character. Uh, mm -hmm. then you don't get experience points. So you don't get to upgrade them because named characters come with their abilities and their weapons and they don't change. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that's true for uh campaign. That's true for narrative um, match play, you know? Uh, and you, it was like, why are you bringing named characters? We're playing crusade. And I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> 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 yeah how much yep, are they done. really going to get upgraded and it turned out not at all so i was not pretty happy <laughs> but geez yeah. so like eight hours right if we yes. all took our turns completely evenly right you're playing for 160 minutes so that's you're playing for basically two and two-third hours right 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 um yeah so that's like five essentially five and a half hours of downtime each yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah i it's, it's i guess not that's the way to play i guess that's not entirely true because you're getting attacked and rolling saves when you're getting attacked kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah but then that's still like 2.6 hours of downtime where you're just not involved at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that yeah. That was a lot. <laughs> it was too much. I I I uh we've done it twice now where we've tried three player games and both have ended similarly where like I think the first time we tried it we didn't even finish the game. We finished maybe two rounds of a game. Yeah. Uh uh I I won't do it again. It's not something I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. I just got to remember because I always I, I envision it differently in my head. And then I'm like, yeah, we got to do like everybody in here. will 5000 K. No, it never happens that way. Uh, so but yeah, I, I uh, and, and and that's the, the shameful thing is, is that like if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, this game sounds terrible. No, no, this game is fantastic. Like miniatures game like and i mentioned it before you got to get into a miniatures game if you're a board gamer at least get into one miniatures game because you gotta you gotta try them out because they're great and warhammer is is fantastic like it's 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 a ton of fun like it, it includes all the stuff that's fun you got list building which is you know super addicting you you're you're you got miniatures that are awesome to play with you got terrain that's always awesome and then you got like your rolling dice which is awesome you got uh ways to mitigate those like it, there's a lot of cool stuff that go and in, goes into these miniatures games and warhammer is like you know top of the the pack of 
great games, right? As as far as yeah. ones that we've we've played and I've read rules for, right? But yeah, just like yeah, three three the eight hours the three three uh, player match. I would not do that again. I wouldn't recommend. Stick to the two and 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 hopefully and like even like as far as tenth as we keep talking about tenth. These games are supposed to be more streamlined to like even cut down on that. Uh, and that would be perfect. Like if you can get a miniature game done in a reason about a reasonable amount of time. I mean, I think we'll probably have to cancel the podcast at that time because we'll we'll be too busy. We're like, no, we got to we're just playing Warhammer now over and over and over again. Right. So yeah, no new content because <laughs> yeah. we played we played Warhammer for a month. But yeah. Yeah. If we could uh, like. I mean, last night we we played two games last night, not Warhammer, but like board games. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine we could play two games of Warhammer in a night? Right. Like, that would be like mind boggling. Like it would be awesome, right? It's just like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, we would. We totally just want to play that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like fantastic game. It's the the biggest thing I would say is uh, biggest hurdle is the time sink that miniatures games. Uh, 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 present right absolutely uh, and and 40k is no no different there and like i i can see so one of the things in in ninth uh was yeah like okay there are the there's the core rules and then there are rules <laughs> for all the terrain and then there's like rules for uh, different scenarios and then in your army you're army gets a special rule and your sub faction gets a special rule and then your warlord gets a special rule and then you there's another special rule that you can choose out of one of six you know or or roll them randomly and then yeah and there's so many things yeah you have to keep in mind then it gets it, it 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 gets overwhelming right uh even, yeah yeah even in the points where you're like your unit composition you can have different weapons on each of the models in like a 10 man yeah. unit yeah, so yeah. you're going to like speed roll dice but like okay there's a different weapon profile for all these so i'm trying to roll different numbers each time different wound numbers different this different that different damage you know it just they all add on add up and it takes a long time yeah to, to yeah. do everything yeah so then looking at 10th it looks like every uh, different faction gets a special rule. Yeah. And then they get another, so detachment rule, which we're assuming is going to be the sub factions. But right now, except for Space Marines, it seems like only one per per faction. So, yeah, uh, we'll that's, see that's how that coming with, out. with codexes uh, are, uh, are released down the line. And then that's kind of it. Like that's kind yeah. of it. And a and lot then, of yeah, special rules are tied to like keywords, which is nice because you know if you have a handful or two handfuls or three handfuls of keywords, that's pretty streamlined. Yeah. Like once you figure out those keywords and they're like this, you know, you you can you can recall. Oh yeah, precision does this. Uh, devastating wounds does this torrent does this then any special rule that gives you one of those yeah it's a special rule that you're taking but it gives you this thing that you you know off you already know that so 
Yeah. Oh, that, this makes it have torrent weapons. Okay, we know what torrent is. Boom. This next, you know, we're we're done. Right? There's not. Yeah, I, I I'm hoping that'll crack down on a lot of like. Okay, I got to remember this. That if I roll this specific way, then I can re-roll these ones so that I can then use this unit over here to you know that sort of stuff gets uh, gets removed and 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 streamlined. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, that that would be the the case. Now I watched a battle report today on Warhammer Plus, and it was a combat patrol. And I swear that when they recorded it, they were like, you know what? I think we can make combat patrol seem even faster if we put this recording at like one point two five speed. Because I swear <laughs> they're like they're vo- like when when we do the podcast and I go and listen through the podcast afterwards, I will sometimes uh, put put us on like one and a half or two speed to quickly get through things that I'm like I'm waiting to see how did this part sound like or whatever right or right. when is something coming up right uh, so I'll do that and listen to it at two speed and and it gets rid of the you know natural pauses in conversation that you're going to have right so our voices sound weird because we sound like chipmunks. Uh, mostly, but mostly it's just because there's no like uh, pauses like this uh, for for effect. Those will get all get uh, deleted when you speed things up. So I'm listening to this battle report, and I'm like, I feel like their natural pauses are not there. Did they speed this up? Like, is this? Did they try and make it faster, or are they just talking really fast to you know? So that, that I was like, hmm, but. The episode was like 37 minutes. So even if they yeah. did that, like now, of course, they they don't have to look up rules or if they do, it's behind the scenes. So you don't, uh, you know, it gets paused and then they, you know, similar to how you would edit this to make it seem like we we are super smooth and never make mistakes or whatever. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I'm sure that takes uh, effect. But even then, like, yeah, if you could do a game in an hour and a half. Yeah, pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I think that'd be fun. I'm excited to see how it goes. Now, again, we don't have any points or anything for tenth, mm-hmm. uh, so it's not like we can actually try it out. The, the biggest thing I could say now is because we we have each of our armies. You know, one of your seven armies that you collect uh, finally has a rules <laughs> right. Um, we could technically do a match of combat patrol with our combat patrol boxes because i think you have all the models for your sisters that would come in the combat patrol because i'm pretty sure you have the almost the whole range of sisters i don't have the whole range but i do no. have most of them yeah uh, that's i believe fair. i do have everything that comes in the combat patrol yeah uh, uh, so i was thinking oh maybe we could do that like a combat but but then we've seen the indexes for we haven't seen the index cards for the combat patrol rules so right. these ones probably wouldn't be balanced against each other yeah. anyways. So it's like, uh, you know, without points, we really don't know what we're, we could be like, oh, these look good. And then all of a sudden I'm playing a 2000 point army and you're playing like a 500 point. We don't realize it because they, you know, this, oh, you have 30 models. I got 30 models now. And then, you know, you turn one, it's done. Right. So yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a hard thing to do. I'm trying to look it up, but um, my internet is struggling today, and this Zoom call, I think, is taking all the bandwidth. I don't know what's going on, because it's never like this. 
Uh, that's but, the first time we've ever had issues recording where like you will drop out of the call and then yeah jump back on right but my isp no, is gonna hear about I, this I, i'm a i'm a i'm a big fan of, uh, of warhammer and there's a lot of hate that goes around if you follow the forums and stuff like that where you know gws zero business and they're selling models and blah 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 but like they have a good game here. And even if you don't like all the rules, just have fun with it, especially if you're playing casually, like you can just have fun and roll dice and battle and have little narrative, you know, thematic stories. Yeah. yeah like these intercessors are coming and they're blasting off a, your, your unit here. Cause they're just unloading all these, you know, volleys of bolt shells into, you know, this unprotected group or whatever. Right. And it's cool. You get the, the definite, the, the, uh, general, uh, I'm the general of this army kind of feeling from playing the game. And, and that's, that's, what's really important. I find with, with these games to, to make them feel fun. Right. And then you put it in the backdrop of the setting of Warhammer and you, you explained at the, the, the start of this or segment here about, you know, kind of the th- thematics of it. And I love that. Like it's, it's a dark world. Like this is, this is not a happy story. There's no rainbows and unicorns in this. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and there's no good side. There's no good guys kind of thing. Right. Everybody's evil basically. Right. They might think that it, what they're doing is for, you know, is, is the good of like who though? Like even, even like as far as like the space Marines are, well, we've got to protect the human race. Uh, but why? Cause it's at this point, it's just this, a cesspool of, you know, corruption and, and, uh, terrible, uh, oppressive religion. Like there's, there's no redeeming qualities for the human race in the 41st, you know, millennium. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's across the board with all these, uh, different. Yeah. You got pockets of things where like, oh yeah, this is, uh, a nice kind of thing, but it's, it's, it's mostly tainted, right? Yes. The, the dark gods are, are considered maybe super evil, right? Of all the evils because they, but a lot of them, it's just base. They're based on like base emotions that only have strength because of how, you know, how negative the entire universe is, right? So, which is, yeah, yeah, fascinating. And to play in that kind of universe, that's what also brings in, ties in, Warhammer does a good good job of tying in that narrative with the gameplay of the miniatures game. So you get kind of the best of, you know, all the hobby aspects of it, right? You know, even, even to the point where like you're, you're painting your miniatures to look like a chapter that you find is cool. If you're space Marines, me being death watch, I like the lore of the death watch. So I wanted to paint it in there and it adds to that thematic, you know, aspect of, of those things. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, the enjoyment I get from these, these miniatures games is, is great. Right. Where I, you know, I, I'd even, well, I don't know. It's it's an unfair comparison, but like I even said, like these, I love board gaming. That's like one of my favorite uh, aspects of the hobby. But like, you know, we we play board games, we play miniatures games, we play uh, role playing games, uh, and you know, out of those three, yeah, board gaming and miniatures games are uh, I, I put above the 
the role playing game aspect because I just I like mechanics and this 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 bridges the mechanics of board games with the narrative uh, of kind of like role playing, but in a with dice with lots of dice. I don't know. Yeah, and I, and, and, and I and I find it's kind of like a good uh, mixture of both things that uh, I I I really enjoy. And which like yeah. too, you don't have to. Uh, like if if you're not into narrative and you know pretending uh, that there's a story behind these little plastic mm-hmm. people, you don't have to do that. That's like you can just put them on the board and roll your dice and do your math and win or lose, right? Uh, yeah. But if you want to play that narrative um, side of it, and you can even play like totally unbalanced matches. Uh, where just like because you want to you want that story aspect and you want to see if you can pull off some heroic deeds or something there is room for that in this game and they have like a whole uh play style that's based around that right uh yeah yeah, yeah it's 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 great um and the dice you're not a uh you're not somebody who who likes dice but in this uh, yeah, yeah. But this game, it, I the the part I find so fascinating, right, is because you're rolling so many dice that, and because it's a d6, you're you're almost always getting that bell curve. You're so yeah. you're playing probabilities, right? Whereas if you were rolling three dice it'd be very swingy. It'd be very random. Sometimes you would do incredible and sometimes you just not. And those highs and lows would be all the time, but because you're rolling so many dice, normally you're going to get a a normalized curve to the results and it's going to swing, but it's not as drastic, right? Which I is is great is great i love it like i can't emphasize enough how how better that is <laughs> um and, and you know like like i said before you're you're rolling to hit you're rolling to wound then they're rolling to save and then you're rolling damage sometimes right um so you might be firing off 40 shots and only do 3 4 damage Right, you only yeah. might only take off a couple of models, which sometimes that can be like, ah, dang. But you know, you don't want to be able, you don't want a game where somebody walks in and then blows all of your models and your unit off the table before you get a chance to play with them, right? Yeah, and that that you know that was some of the problems with ninth, especially when we first started playing some of the lower point combat patrol. Is that you know you throw your sisters in, which were a top tier army, but at lower points, not that great. And I'd wipe them off like turn one or two, uh, and we were like, "Well, that's kind of yeah. lame, yeah, right? right." But that's that's where you know some of these balancing things are are, are great, and changes to the game are great. And and tenth edition, they get there's some cool stuff in there. I really like they got this um, anti keyword now, so it's like anti. X or Y or whatever. It might say something like anti-infantry, right? Uh, and I'd, I'd like the just the 
range that this this mechanic can get because you can have anti-infantry you can have anti-vehicle you can have anti-psyker right then you could get really specific and have something like anti-tyranid that is you know <laughs> specific to a race right so all these keywords and they give you buffs or whatever right uh and i'm like wow that is so neat that you can have something that will do well against a specific enemy right so there's a specific lieutenant uh, in the new box set that's been on this. So the new box set is Leviathan and you got the space Marines and the Tyranids, uh, uh, the uh, Leviathan. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, uh, group. I don't know. I forget the name of it of Tyranids. That's the, the Tyranid hive. There you go. The hive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> I is, couldn't is think of Leviathan it either. Hive, right? Yeah. 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 So you got this Leviathan hide that's that's uh, basically coming over, and then that's what this box is named after. Uh, but you, in this box that you have this lieutenant that's been on this planet for you know it's it apparently it, the idea is that this planet's been under siege for a bit by these uh, by these Tyranids, and one of like his shoulder armor is replaced with like kind of like the the Tyranid Chitin armor, so like you know killed something and then use that as uh chitin chitin i think chitin, that's right yeah there, there you go uh yeah english anyways uh chitin armor he's got like the chitin shoulder uh and just uh yeah like things like that and he has the keyword anti-tyranid because he's been living on this planet basically doing this guerrilla warfare with the the or, tyranid organisms right and i'm like i just love how thematic you can get with that kind of stuff too you would never include this model in your army unless you were playing a tyranid army because it would you basically wasted that keyword the anti-tyranid if you're playing against sisters or necrons or whoever right uh but it's cool to have that kind of like flexibility in some of the the models and and the and the keywords that they might have right yeah that's yeah pretty pretty awesome yeah i'm excited for that yeah, I'm 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 pumped for tenth. I loved playing ninth. Uh, the amount of times we got to actually get it to the table. Uh, yeah, like I said, like the biggest thing for me is just the time aspects, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not even take into account like the time it takes you to actually build and paint your army. If you're into that, like I'm, I'm hoping at the very least you build your army instead of just like pushing around the bases or something. <laughs> <laughs> which we've never done we've always built our armies uh painting i can get if you're not into the paint uh thing um but uh it's nice to also paint have a painted army as well if you can you know do that but yeah yeah these miniature games uh 40k is fantastic and i would uh yeah i'm excited for 10th just to see how it goes and if we if we can see some more streamlined stuff uh and bang out these games faster i i'm i'm just all for that well that's it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening check out our social media feeds for images of the games we played this week hobby progress and more if you haven't yet please give us a rating and review to help appease the almighty algorithm if you'd like to support our show you can buy us a coffee links on our website and in the episode description or just tell your friends about us and spread the good word Tune in next week for more unscripted banter and deep dives into our favorite board games. Until then, gentle listeners, good gaming and good night. Good night, folks.